Once upon a time, the species of man remembered they were royal, divine creations of God. Then one day, in the garden, Satan offered man an illusion of God's truth in the form of an apple. Fruit bore from a tree of false life, false light, and false knowledge coming from a false kingdom that he could only trick man into believing was the truth. Knowing that he could not take our free will choice from us, he was forced to create a matrix powered by our life force and driven by our emotionally unstable choices that would become the sole disconnect from our memories, our truth, and the one true God. The result of his action and man's choices left them as voluntary hostages to a hell they never knew they signed up for. So join us in the last hour as we help you walk yourself back out of the hell you were tricked into claiming as home and return to the kingdom of heaven. Everybody. <laughs> what was that? That was the click. <laughs> I had a little Bluetooth thing to start this recording. And to be honest, not 100% sure if it's recording, but I'm pretty sure it's recording. So we have a little change of scenery in this episode because we're not using that building anymore. and We're we, going mobile, pop-up yeah, podcasts. We, we have, we have uh, mics that are wireless that we can take anywhere, plugs into the phone, gives a good quality, and there's an airfield right by, so... Just but saying, the, the, <laughs> you're going to probably purpose, hear some planes and helicopters maybe. Just today in this episode, because it's not like we plan to come here all the time. What The purpose of the pop-up podcast is that we have the ability to go where God calls us to go. Yeah. And what we saw from that we was... pop-up podcast. Yeah. yeah. That's what we said this morning. Yeah. So what... And I hope we inspire other podcasters to do the same. Change it up. Change the scenery. Go where your heart's calling you to go and then send your message. Then send your channel. But the, the whole point of it was going, these bugs, man. <laughs> Outside. Going. Continue, though. But anyway, the whole point was to go where God was leading us to go. And I saw visions of, who knows, maybe one day we're, we go to where God calls us to go, and then all of a sudden the podcast has a fucking audience that is just sit, that starts yeah. to come. And then we'll get to a point where we can go, we're going to be in this city, or it could be a scavenger hunt. Can you find us? You know, That's what I was saying earlier. It was like, now, if, if, any, if anyone's ever seen the movie Now You See Me, or Now You See Me Too, they're... Totally the, going to give out cash prizes to people yeah, that can find the us. Yeah, they're the magicians. <laughs> they're the magicians that are, they're like robbers, right? But the point is, is that in the show, you, in the movie, you see them pop up randomly in specific areas of whatever uh, country they're in. And everybody floods to them to see them do magic to see them do their tricks so we wanted to do something where it's like pop-up podcast where if you build up a, a big enough audience eventually you can just pop up somewhere and if your followers are in that state or country they can just come in come while live. you're doing a live podcast see you talk hear you talk whatever talk with you yep. ask questions get well, answers I was gonna say, like we'll be talking here and then we'll do something where we'll have our main podcast we'll be talking and then at the end we'll like Hey, does anybody have questions? And then we'll we'll talk right there. Obviously, the cameras will be different. Setup will be way better. But the point is, it's, like, also it's a cool be way to get your... when people just start interacting with us during the podcast, and yeah. that's what I look forward to because there's going to be, and I don't say this lightly, there's going to be miracles that happen through this podcast that you guys are going to witness. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to witness things that your eyes are going to be like what did that just happen and it's all going to be God and he's going to show you through every step of the way with this all we're doing is every day we're trying to go how is God sending us today what direction is he sending us in how can we get more aligned with what he's trying to do it's not about us none of this is ever about us and you know he's the topic of discussion in everything that we do but today we were talking about you know we we really wanted to talk about him in a way of our birthrights and you know what that really means what that really is what is our birthrights right mm -hmm. because a friend of ours a business partner of ours he put up a question on facebook the other day about what is the actual birthrights that everybody's talking about god-given rights yeah the god-given rights that everybody's talking about and it inspired me to have this topic because it can get confusing and people think that sovereignty is something that you get from a piece of paper because you're, they, they also think that your sovereignty was taken from you by a piece of paper. And neither of those things are factual and neither of them can actually happen. Yeah. When you were born, 
you were born with your birthrights intact and your parents tried to sign them over ignorantly to the Vatican, to the state, to the establishment, whatever you want to call it. But it wasn't God who did that. God didn't say, before you can come out of your mama's womb, I need you to sign this contract. No, he didn't do that. So if we were to think from logic and common sense for a minute about, okay, so if God didn't ask me to sign a piece of paper, that means man asked me to sign a piece of paper. And if man is asking me to do something that God did not ask me to do, maybe I shouldn't follow that. Maybe I shouldn't go down that path. Maybe I shouldn't trust that. Maybe I should ask questions. Maybe I should dig deeper into why would man be asking me to sign a piece of paper? Why would they be asking me to become a number? You know, the number being the uh, your birth bond and it having tons of accounts. I mean, there's people that have 30, 40, 50,000 accounts in their name that, they're, that the system is using in their name to get generate income, funds, for the projects that they do against us. Yep. Like, that's absurd. We're so, all being frauded. Yeah, and so... When it comes to our birthrights, it's something that we receive through action. There is no other way out of this system than through action. We cannot go find a guru that can teach us about how to syntax grammar our way out of the fucking system. It's not possible. And that's what they all want you to think. It's just another distraction. You have to walk in alignment with God to actually exist outside of the matrix system. It's the only way. And you can stand in the same room as somebody else that is a slave to it and them not even know that you are outside of it because you're in the same room. To them, they're looking at a surface level. They're looking at, okay, well, this is the physical reality that I see, so we must be in it together. We must be experiencing the same thing. But the reality is, is that we're not. When I'm walking into a room with you, I'm walking in it from heaven, not from hell. I'm walking in it fully intact with my birthright and my knowing. I'm not walking into it thinking that you and I are on the same level or that the same playing field at all. And it only takes a few seconds for me to see what level you're at, what playing field you're on. Yeah. And that goes for anybody that has had their eyes restored and their ears restored, you know. But as far as birthrights, I wanted to make that very clear that your birthright, when you walk in alignment with God, you are protected. Therefore, you are not subject to all this other stuff. Somebody that's walking in hell, they're subject to running into the police. They're subject to running into an accident. They're subject to having uh, some kind of disease or something happening to them where they have to go to the system for help. Help me with the shit you created in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And they're not. They're going to give you a temporary <laughs> exactly. holdover to essentially just mask the pain or mask the problem and create more problems on top of that so it's a never-ending system that's what the pharmaceutical industry does yeah they don't just do it with that it's everything it's all things that create any type of emotional imbalances in you yeah so when you're walking in that alignment okay so i'm in alignment with god therefore when i get in the car to go somewhere both of us we already know that if we're taking proactive measures in our life that when we get in that car there's a literal force field around that car that ensures nothing is going to happen to us We get on a plane, there's a force field around the plane. It ensures nothing is going to happen to us because we have taken the measures to not get on the plane because of our wants. Our wants will put us on a plane that's going to fucking crash. Our wants will put us in a car that's going to fucking crash. Our wants will put us in a place that's going to harm us. But our needs will never, ever, ever fucking put us in that place. Never. And that's the thing is that most of mankind is going towards those wants. I want this. I want that. Mine, 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 mine. Instead of, I need this. What do I need to feel whole? What do I need to walk in my birthright? What do I need to grow? You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge transition for most people because they've been conditioned and groomed like us at one time to just go after wants. And even when I was conditioned and groomed to go after my wants, it still felt dirty to me. It felt unclean and it felt like something I didn't want to partake in. And the whole time I was doing it out of a, this is a habit. This is normal. It was just a habitual thing that everybody else was doing around me and I was participating in. So I'm just going to keep doing it because I don't know what else to do. 
And that's what most of mankind is doing right now, just continuing the process of the things that they grew up doing because they don't know what else to do. And it's that same mentality that makes people think that in order to get out of the system, they need to get paperwork done. Yeah. Right? Because that's like, and we've talked to a lot of people when it comes to sovereignty and like the legalese and what's lawful versus legal. <laughs> and God has showed us right? every single time that all of those people trying to get you to sign your way out are full of shit. Like you were, yeah, you were signed in without your actual knowing. But were you really signed in? No, You know what really. I mean? Like on a technical standpoint, like, were you really signed in? Was there was all, the, there was the illusion it's the assumption of us that being everybody's signed in. in. Yeah, it's yeah. the assumption. Like they're, they make it in their eyes the verified that you're in the system because they because give credibility they, well they to made up the, the rules to yeah. say what deems somebody in their system yep so you're a citizen but like where that slave but the thing is they made it up therefore it, it's not like god's definite law like a commandment like we know for inside morally like killing somebody is just not the right thing to do right that's something we know but like that wasn't one of the things that's instilled in us like okay you're gonna come in here and you're automatically knowing you're in a system that is here to control you. Like, that's not something that people are born because with. Because it's, like, not, it's natural. not natural. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, therefore, anything that comes to needing a paperwork or a signature or something to get out of this That's made only up taking system you further into the system, is, into is the null suffering. And void. All this does. Now, here's the thing. There, there's nothing wrong with doing it. Like, we know people no, that have done no, it. No, there, there just, is something wrong with doing no, it. No, like, you can go you ahead can, and do it. But, like, yeah. that's your choice. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like, that's your choice if you want to go do it. Because some people, it gives them that extra reassurance that, well, sign in paperwork. And we're just sitting here like, uh, okay. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Glad you did that. Cool. <laughs> but, but it makes them feel more validated yeah. in... I am free, but no. I'm a sovereign now. The it's like, only no, way to sovereign. be free is to act free. Yeah. That's it. Uh, one thing I learned a long time ago was that it in the courtroom when they were talking about legalese and all of that, it came down to who spoke sovereign and who did not. Like someone who's actually sovereign isn't going to walk into a courtroom or anywhere else and say, I'm sovereign, guys. They'll laugh at you and they'll be like, you they'll, don't know what you're, do they'll know you don't know you're doing. They'll know that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yep. The reality is, is that your freedom is based upon your choices. Your free will is how you get sovereign. It's the only way to get there. And by the time you actually get there, you don't give a fuck. The only thing Because you you're there and nothing is ever going to take you away from that because now you know how to be there. What, let's be real for a second. Like, what's the one thing that... not real? We're not real. <laughs> let's get realer. Let's get super real. <laughs> Real, real time, <laughs> boom, it pops up. <laughs> it's always real. That's what's sarcastic about it. But um, I was like, what if people, uh, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? It took me away from it. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, wait, what are Hold we? Hold on, it'll come to me. Um, oh, the one thing that everyone has control over, in the, like the real thing that everyone actually has control over in this life is their choices. Yeah. Like God will put you in all the opportunities he can to make sure that you're in constant alignment. You're supposed to have everything you're supposed to get. But see, but your choice of whether or not to follow that, follow the signs, to take, to seize the opportunities, that's all on you. Like you don't have to. A lot of people don't choose it because they like, don't know that it's right in front of their right. face. So they choose the opposite, not knowing that it is the opposite of what it's they're like, supposed to do. It's like this. All the people that are complaining right now about their children and the mass shootings and all the things that are going on. And Which is staged. Save our children. Save our children. Real I want to staged. say this right now. Save your own fucking children. Stop asking the fucking system to save your child. Don't put your system. You are your system. putting yourself and your child up on the chopping block. You're, you're sacrificing your child every time you walk through the fucking door of that schoolhouse and you drop them off there. Why do you drop them off there? Because you live in fear. That's why you do it. Because you won't take the opportunity to take the leap of faith into the unknown because, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how I'm gonna feed my kids if I give up this shit job that's draining every bit of my life force and making the, the relationship I have with my children just horrible. I'm traumatizing them all the time because I don't have any control over my fucking emotions. I'm speaking as my former self right now, so don't think I'm attacking you. I know what it's like to be in that space. I was the same way. I was blind. I was fearful. I was sacrificing my children every time I took them in there. They no longer go there. Why? Because I have a fucking choice. I have a choice. I have a choice whether or not 
I leave my kids every day or if I trust God that he's going to find a way to provide for those children and myself so that I don't have to leave them in the belly of the beast. Yeah, what better way for a kid to learn than to actually learn from God, like take the experience like the best thing I can do is Our use boys us, learn use us from as an experience. example. We have nothing when it comes to solidity. The only thing we have is a solid foundation of trusting God. But when it comes that's to all you need. But when it comes to like things, houses, cars, that's uh, irrelevant. Businesses, appliances, accessories, like none of that stuff is permanent. And we all in our house it's know this. A, yeah, so, we know it's a tool that is coming so with seasons and going. What better way for a child to see those things than to actually just be in it? Like we take leaps of faith all the time. These kids have watched things happen. They don't. They're in their world, but they're still paying attention to the, how we operate, how we make decisions. Like. You might not see that they might see that, but ultimately everything they're doing is being right, it's going right into their subconscious mind. So how you act, how you handle situations, the types of decisions you make when it comes to like a pressured situation, maybe like funds are low, maybe you need to get food, maybe rent's due, whatever it is, however it is, those are the things that pop up in our life because that's the reoccurring thing, but it's not like something that is a bad thing, it's it's lessons in it. And these kids yeah. are seeing that, well, my parents grew up not having any for sure, like, gu- guaranteed income every single week. And they, and they still, still provided it out. a great life for us. Yeah, so, <laughs> and then they're going to take that when they're older and be like, well, if they did it, I'm, I could do it. Yeah, like, so what we have instilled <laughs> in them is a, a non-attachment to the system. the system and the outcome of the here's your safety net. Yeah. They're like, going to grow up knowing that there is no safety net, know. but there is, there is, there is God, God to catch them when <laughs> they constantly just trust in that whatever situation looks like it's all going to be doom and gloom. It's not. It's Yeah, they're, they're going to know that they're not going to be attached by their emotions to the situation because they're going to know that, oh, oh, I've seen this happen with my mom before or my dad before, and they didn't even freak out when this happened. They were just like, eh, whatever. Right, and those are the, the lessons that, those are the real lessons you need to learn. Like, yeah, you could teach them the garden, you can teach them to read, to write, understand some sciences, like biology, like the world around them. That stuff you can like teach them at a, like, at a table, in, at a desk, at your own home. And you can and learn show with them. them. But like, the things that we're talking about right now are the, the lessons of how to, guide yourself in making the right choices because that's what's going to get them into alignment because let's face it maybe not every kid's going to want to be a gardener maybe not every kid's going to want to be a writer whatever it is but if you show them how to make the proper choices and how to follow the alignment they'll know exactly where they're supposed to go now i honestly believe the things i just mentioned even though they might want to do it the world we're growing into it's going to become a natural thing for them to want to do it because they know it's amplifying and if they know that if if that's amplifying and everything around them is trying to amplify them, amplify them and they know that that's going to bring them closer to God and bring them more abundance and bring them constant freedom then they're going to by default by the time they're six seven years old just want to do it because they're going to have that instilled in their mind they're going to know that this is exactly how you need to operate and they're going to they're going to go do all the most amplifying things they can find they're going to want to get their hands into the dirt they want to get into it because it's yeah instead they, of you going love, to garden like like they love the, the result like right now if you were to learn gardening in say a public school or something like that if they even teach the children this not really that not public but, schools don't really do yeah that, so schools. i'm saying like if they wanted to learn it that way or like if they wanted to learn or, or you're their parent you're trying to teach them responsibility or chores or something like that and they're fighting against it they're fighting against it the only reason that they fight against it is because they're not being told the totality of why they do it. Yeah. Even the parents don't know. It's just clean the house. You do the chores because you're the kid, you yeah. know? And then that brings forth the resentment in the child, myself included. When my mom would tell me to do chores, I'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I felt like a slave. Yeah. But when I got older, I also didn't want to do it. As an adult, I still didn't want to do it because of when I was a kid, how much it annoyed the shit out of me to constantly have to do it. So as an adult... Just checking to see if it's recording. Yes. <laughs> I had a feeling. It's good, though. Good. So I was like, okay, here we go. So anyway, as, a, as an adult, after I realized the energy behind it, the what's behind the veil of the entire situation and how it was amplifying me or draining me. And that if it was draining me, it was literally taking my life away from me. Mm -hmm. And if it was amplifying me, it was literally giving me more life, meaning longer lifespan, more quality of life. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. 
So you mean if I clean my house, I amplify my soul. If I make my bed, I amplify my soul. If I garden, if I, if I go and I put my hands in the garden and I lick the seed and give it my DNA and I talk to it and all of these things, That's it's true. gonna specifically be designed directly for everything that I need it to give me. That's true. And it's going to amplify my soul. Hmm. Fun fact. Like, when you start breaking it down on that level for children, especially, they start realizing, oh, I get it. Like even our nine-year-old Isaiah, like, Tim, he's 10. (laughs) He's 10, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, he comes to us now where for the longest time we would be like, are you sure you're listening? Like, are you not listening, but are you sure you're comprehending what we're saying? And now he just comes out of left field with the big explanation, words. big words he's never even heard before, but they're coming out because he's, heard, he's channeling, he just never he's channeling it, it from God. Articulate it. That's what I'm saying is like, he doesn't know the definition, but he knows how to properly use it in a sentence because yeah. it's coming out of God channeling through him. And he'll come out of left field and just analyze a situation and have us both go, <laughs> did you, you really just say that? That you, was spot on. <laughs> did you say that, that, that big word that, in that big phrase you just said? <laughs> Did you? He's, he's right. <laughs> yeah, like he was—he can articulate things that most adults can't even articulate. Yeah. Like I remember when they first come back, they were fighting all the time. Him and his brother over the game. Constant battle, constant one manipulating the mind, the other one manipulating the physical body, and it was just constant. Now, they're best friends. It's hard to get them away from each other. They don't fight. They don't ever. fight anymore They'll at have all. Little arguments when but it comes it, to like it's a not game, even, but it, it resolves. It's it, within it's, seconds. It's, it's gone. It's like, dude, why'd you do that? And then, all right, next, let's go. Yeah. But it before took, but it took a minute to get them. To get yeah, to that, you know? it took a couple years to get there. But yeah. before it was. A minute. Why did you do that? Oh my God! I gotta go cry now, and I gotta throw something, and I gotta be upset for twelve hours about this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because it would just it would. It would be something like uh, Jeremiah is upset and he retaliates and does something physical to Isaiah, hits him. And we're like trying to get the story and then we end up, it comes down to, well, he doesn't just go hit somebody randomly. Like he's not like that. It's something that was done to him. And it was either Isaiah manipulating his mind and constantly nagging him in a way that he couldn't comprehend or it was something that uh, on the game and I got, Isaiah kept doing something to a point where it was just annoying him over and over and he would just get physical. But it always got stem and he would do it out of mouth. It's like Isaiah is smart. Like, he was doing these things intentionally, not like, oh, I accidentally did it a couple times and it messed them up. Like he, he knew it was knew pissing off Jeremiah and he kept doing it. And, and then the he would act we- like the innocent one. I didn't do anything. I don't know why he's acting yeah. like this. <laughs> and Jeremiah did the same thing. And that's what we had to point them out because everything that they kept pointing at each other for doing, it was being, I was like, look in the mirror because you guys do the exact same thing to each other all the time. Like you're upset because you did something and you're upset because he did something. So it's like, why don't you both just stop doing those things? And there's no problems. Like everyone stops. <laughs> like, there you go. There's no nothing to argue about. And they're like, they, they get it, but they're like, but no, see, I, it's here's too, the, here's it's too the easy. Thing. Like, for those of you that are worried about your kids, taking them out of school, their curriculum, all of that shit, all of that is irrelevant. When it came to our kids, when we pulled them out of school, the first order of business for their soul was fuck the curriculum. We threw it all in the trash. It's not necessary. Why am I going to sit and force my children, spoon feed them and force them to accept a reality that is not reality? So also, also, there is no room for you to learn external to yourself until you have learned internal to yourself. There's no room for it. Because if you don't know the resonant frequency inside of you and you have not gotten to that place of truth with God inside of you, then anything that you view after that is coming from a skewed lens. You're not able to see it clearly as what it is. You have a veil between you and the reality of it. Therefore, any little white lie can be placed in front of your face and it can dictate your perception so much that you'll make a choice against yourself and not even realize it. So. 
for us, it was, okay, let's spend a few years just letting them experience life, just letting them walk with God, just letting them learn about their emotional body, their trauma body, their physical body, their ethereal body. Let's let them learn about how to live in faith instead of fear, how to know that everything is working out for them, how to walk in alignment with God and let their daily life show them because there is no teacher on this earth greater than God himself. None whatsoever. I think we just, you just gave me an idea. Like when it comes to people getting their kids, like you were just saying, and I might be repeating it, but it was kind of playing in my head, like a, a guide of having parents that are leaving the matrix and mm -hmm. getting their kids to come out of it. Because if they're like 10, 12 years old now, or even seven to 12 years old, and they've been doing like things like matrixy games falling into the propaganda they need to be deprogrammed and you can't just force them into learning something new getting them into the garden right you have to kind of let them experience life so instead of and that forcing means them fully to like, surrendering and stepping back from trying to do anything yeah like don't force them even though something that you may want them to do is really good for them and healthy and it's amplifying you're only going to push them away from it yet. so if you force it upon them they're not going to want to do it. So, and it's their, not their choice. It's yeah, it's yours not their and choice. it's not so going to stick. The best way for them to evolve and actually grow out of the deprogramming or the out of the programming deprogram is to, like we, what you were just saying, like what we did. We had no curriculum. We let them, it was you get up when you can. Uh, I mean, not, not all the time. Like not just get up at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but like at a decent time, like sleep, like listen to a frequency. Uh, you can have this, we'll, we'll, we'll try some meals, we'll go out and have some fun. We don't tell them like, you must learn this today, you must do that. Like we give them like chores for discipline reasons to have some sort of structure because right in the beginning they didn't have any structure. And we do it structure. small, we don't throw a lot on, you gotta no, realize like, they're little teeth, people. eat some food and like, make your bed, like guys, things like that. But, but guys, I want to make this point, they're little people with consciousness that is still trying to figure their way through life. It's fragile. And there's a lot of emotions and a lot of things that they don't even comprehend yet. So you have to be gentle with the way that you go about yeah. it while also being real with them because they're going to respect you so much. The level of respect these kids have for us, I have never witnessed, never in a parent-child relationship. And the reason that we witness it is because we don't treat them wrong. We we are gentle with them when we need to be and we're stern with them when when. The, they need us not to be. Lie, it was a lot of sternness in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. Because but, that's the problem that people are going to have is tough love. Right. And you, but you got to let, okay, so adding on, it's like yourself. When you go to bring on new habits, you can't just pile them all on you at one time. It would be overwhelming and you would never accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. You would backslide. So with a child, it's okay, let's add on this one thing that you got to do every day. Something and let's simple. see how, let's see you get disciplined with that and consistent with that. Take initiative and, and then see what you can create. It got to the point where, okay, you've made your bed every morning for a month. All right, now let's add in, because they were fighting with brushing their teeth. Let's add in, make your bed and brush your teeth now, yeah. every morning. So and now, then, now without us even having to say anything, they come and tell us, oh, we're done. We've done everything. And we just, every time we just add more and more on. By the time we started to implement some school, some schooling, like reading and writing, just the basics, because I think that's the next step past learning your inner self is how you can articulate the inner self into the outer world. So I'm not so much concerned with the history and the, the propaganda and all that other shit that's out there. It's worried about yeah, let's let's first get you to understand or overstand your inner world and then help you learn how to cultivate that message and send it out into the world because that's literally all we're here for. All this other nonsense is completely irrelevant. If God made you someone that needed to know math, he's going to instill that math in your DNA and you're going to be able to do it like none other and it's not going to be the, the math that they try to teach you in school if god wanted you to work with uh history he's going to give you an insight into history that no one else has like these are you don't have to go to school to get these things they're innate natural things inside of your body that were designed specifically for you like me i know that i don't have to worry about how to build an airplane like that's not something i have to concern myself with God designed someone else that's really good at that, and I'll align with that person eventually. All I need to do is focus on how I can be in alignment with him every day, because if I do that, then the lesson is going to come from my daily dose of school. I'm going to get schooled every single day if I just 
how can I be better at serving you? Yep. That's it. So. You got this first school of emotional training because that's what you're really trying to do, especially for kids because they don't understand but they their gotta, emotions. It, it's not just emotional training. It's also what we did it's, was show them how they are puppets on strings with their emotions oh, yeah. if they're not in control of them. So we dropped the veil of how someone controls their emotions and manipulates them so that no one can do it to them. Might get loud. Yeah, it but, might get it's a big... But uh, that's what I was saying. Like, It was for the deprogramming of that. But then there's like, let's say somebody that is hearing this, they don't have a child yet, but is about to have a child. Then that you can take the same principle of like emotional training, like get them to understand their emotion. Because when a baby, like wisdom right now, when he, does, when he doesn't get what he wants, he kind of gets a little loud. He yeah, but screaming. we didn't, with wisdom, we didn't go and say, you must do this or that. We didn't create a curriculum. Hold on. There's a private jet coming by. It's just gonna, a I'm just a glimpse it. of our future. I'm going to pause <laughs> it. Yeah, nice. So... <laughs> Okay, we're good. So what I was saying is <laughs> um, you don't have to, okay, I have this child now and I need to overwhelm myself with all the ways that I need to do these things to them. What we did with wisdom was the simplest thing that you could think of and we just let him be. We He'll guide him, your guardians, that's it. They will know what directions to explore. You just keep them alive. Keep them from harming themselves and killing themselves in the process. Other than that, you don't like, have to worry about it. Like he, he gets used to like the habits first. The first thing he notices is the same rituals, right? Because a baby, they need the, the same pattern. That's how they learn is like and from the patterns. And watching you. Yeah, so like what happens is like, we take him on car rides. So the first word that he started really talking was car, car, car. Like then it became uh, foods. You would say pepper and hi, hello, or hey you, like, Things like that, like he would take the things that we would say on a daily basis and start utilizing them. So guide him in a way that, from because he's a fresh For, start, he's a fresh yeah, start it's, baby. It's not even, because I want to make this clear, don't go and try to make him do anything no, 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 or no, her no, no. do anything. You Just do be it. an example, yeah, that's you, it. You do the things that you want him to do as he gets older. Like, monkey see, monkey want, do. You want it's him to real. eat healthy? Like his diet is healthier than all of our diets. <laughs> Like this kid eats raw vegetables and raw fruits and raw and smoothies. Like that's All day like long. His thing. So, but he gets that because that's what we eat. And yeah. it's not like, oh, we forced it and then we go eat some garbage. Like, no, because no, he, he, his first meals were, were off of the cutting off board. Off, no, it was off the cutting board. Yeah, he, saw he, was, he was sitting on the counter and he started eating fruit off the cutting board. He got to a point where he wouldn't eat it off the table because he was so accustomed to eating off the cutting board, he thought the cutting board was his plate. Yeah. So, <laughs> And now he gets used to that. So like when we're out, he doesn't think of getting candy or donuts or anything garbage. He doesn't like, even look twice at it. No. He doesn't even know what it is. He wants the fruits and the vegetables. <laughs> yeah, you want to excite him? Take yeah. him to the produce or the farmer's like, market. He'll, that's because he knows all that. But <laughs> You take him to a is, garden, this kid's going to be screaming through it. Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> Watermelon! <laughs> See, the, the, he says, melon? Yeah. Melon? The point is, is that at, at such a young age for them, they're not... Yeah, you want to work on their emotional stability and still talk to them as if they could comprehend everything, like as like like a ten year old, like Isaiah, like they could actually have a conversation. He can't have a conversation yet, but he he knows what you're saying. And if you do and it he over can, and but over it's and mumbly. over, he will eventually understand that moments when we sit down and, and, and talk calmly, he'll realize that okay, it's time to be calm. And like, you know he what's might not interesting? Do that. They don't do that at first, but they'll get a, they'll grow into it. You know what's interesting is that we never sat down and said you know this is your eyes this is your nose this is your ears yeah. this is your all of that we would just ask him where it's at where's your eyes eyes, eyes? where's your ears ears Ear. where's your nose <laughs> and now we add in more things and he's he's just automatically doing it even saying words like trying to pronunciate uh uh enunciate things like we'll slow the word down he'll look at you and then he'll say a fraction of what you just said. <laughs> like if i'll be I like say, computer Pewter? If I say watermelon, <laughs> melon, like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll take the ending of what he hears, the simplest way for him to say it. And, and that's his one word. of the things that we noticed, <laughs> I mean, we've noticed it for a while now, but I just want to share it, is that we go to the grocery store, 
and he wants to like we, we took him to Lytle little whatever it's called and he got his own little buggy and he felt so grown walking through that grocery store you know because everything that he saw ryan go to grab he would stop right behind him and grab it and put it in his buggy and not just one he would try to pile it in there multiple we're getting all this yeah he would try to clear out the store and then not only was he doing that but if he saw something that was normally in our fridge and he knew that was a staple in our fridge he would just automatically go get it oh we we of course gonna need more of this you know but the the coolest part is that when we get home if he's not with us and it's time to unload the groceries out of a house full of people that are ranging from wisdom who is two to us <laughs> like all the kids all of it you don't see the rest of the kids run to the door with excitement oh, to help groceries. bring in groceries yeah he's like let's go let's go he'll run out the door like hand me something yeah like, how can i help you if you say the word help around this child at all where where do you need me? How can I help? If he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing, you know, like, can you just come help me real quick? Oh yeah, sure. I'll stop this right now. What do you need? <laughs> I'm stocking the fridge, and I'm like, hey, go grab me the peppers over there. He'll come back with all the stuff, put it down, and as I'm pa- unpacking it, I have trash, and I'm like, this goes in the garbage. He picks it all up, picks the garbage and can up, and he dumps him. it in, and he's like, okay, what and else? And it makes <laughs> what what we love so much about this is that it it makes us proud of our own selves and the things that we have done to be that example because he didn't just pick it up from nowhere and he damn sure didn't pick it up from the world in its ways. Yeah, he doesn't need (laughs) So, like, our older two, Isaiah and Jeremiah, they wanted batteries. And so I knew, because they're still deprogramming, that they would focus on the batteries and then run into the house. Oh, I got the batteries. That's all I needed to do. And they wouldn't help at all. So I was like, I didn't get any. I forgot them. And so they they whined through the entire process. How could you forget? <laughs> Not like that, but it was just like, Isaiah was like, Mom. It was on how the could, list. It was on the list. How could you forget it? Like, he wasn't whining, whining. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, But he was just moping around. He was like disappointed. He's carrying <laughs> his bananas in the house. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then the last final thing, after he got everything out of the car, I'm like, now take this in the house. And I hand it to him as the batteries. And he was like, Mom, <laughs> you got him. <laughs> he becomes like a super. That's his thing, though. Like he, he'll when he's passionate about something, he'll do anything he can to make it work. But when it's like bringing something in, like groceries, he'll bring a few in, and then he'll have an excuse as to why he can't hold certain things. He'll have two hands, and he's got his one hand. He's like, I can't grab anything. I'm like, bro, you got two hands. Yeah, like, and I'm grab like, bro, something else. <laughs> how are you gonna? And we talk to him like this. We say, bro, and dude. Bro, dude, like, come on. And then, like, how are you gonna? See, how are you gonna get nourished without this? Like, he, come on, get your butt up and go help. Sometimes he just tries to super because he Isaiah is a talker. Like, oh, he who, loves to supervise. Yeah, he loves to supervise. Else. So, like, when we say something, he'll be bringing in something, and then he'll stop doing what he's doing and, and stand and there and talk. talk. And, st- and as we're going and still doing, he's just standing there and trying to, to talk. Like, I'm Isaiah, like, let's stop talking right now. Let's go get the stuff, and then when we're done, then talk. And he just like, oh, oh. <laughs> damn it, it didn't work. He, he's very he, smart. Yeah, he's, he's smart. very smart, and he knows how to make a situation go in his favor. Yeah. And so that's one thing we've been working on with him is like, Dude, stop. <laughs> you don't have to manipulate the situation. You don't have to make it go in your favor. Also, you can talk. You have to surrender time. to the learning of it. And he's gotten really excited lately because he doesn't yet know fully what alignment is, but he's heard us talking about it. And he's seen it, you know, enough to grasp what it is. But he'll have these aligned numbers come up when he's playing a game or something. And he'd be like, oh, my God. Mom, Mom, can I tell you this? Like, I just had one, two, three. Pop up. <laughs> on the kill cam, on the final kill cam of Call of Duty, the numbers for the ranks were one, two, and three. And, Unbelievable, And look, we know, what, we know what Call of Duty is, and we know what it can do to an unaware person. But we have, quit, we have equipped them with the knowing of truth so that they can see any kind of little manipulation that is trying to do to their subconscious mind yeah but and we also don't let them just sit and splurge on anything and everything that they want either we just, but my, my point in saying all the things that we've said so far is it also ties it, it ties into it because if you start the children off with with the simplicity of god as god being their teacher and not using a system at all then you're walking in your birthright 
When you're walking in faith, you're walking in your birthright. A hundred percent. And it starts from the, a small age. I mean, everyone that's out here trying to figure out how can I get my, uh, what is it, my birth bond? How can I get the money from it? How can I pay my bills? Blah, 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 blah. Like, cool. Cool, you could figure it out. Cool, you could use it. But does that mean that I'm supposed to use it? God didn't design that birth bond for me. Yeah. Satan did. So why do I want what Satan made? Why, do I, why would I do that? I mean, I don't need to save myself from paying a bill that God is going to provide me the income to pay by following him. Like, there's no reason for me to be so fixated on trying to sign out of a system that I never signed into that I can't even focus on God's will and going down the path that he destined for me. Yeah. I was going to say one thing, too, that because we're talking about this as, you know, helping, educating your kids by getting them in alignment with God. But one thing that's going to be interesting on top of them learning is you are also learning at the same time. Because now you're more aware. You're more aware than they are. And what's going to happen is you're going to try to show them things of alignment and you're going to tell them things, but they're mimicking you. So you, you're going to probably go through, because I know for sure with me and I mean, I had uh, my first child is wisdom, but I didn't just get a first child. I got three more on top of that. And for never having had dealt with kids before, in my situation, most people could look at it like, wow, it's stressful. Like, how did you do it? And I don't look at it like that. But at the at the beginning, it it, it was kind of stressful. It was all new for you. It was so new. I, I didn't just get the and baby. I, I was dealing I with a baby t- and, all, and kids who were not... They were, he they were had programmed. to learn. You had to learn how to respect yourself and yeah. have your own boundaries. So and my, I would sit back and giggle while I yeah. watched you, because he would. He would. I got the ultimate. He, like, you got expert mode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you get no, right down into it. Four kids. And <laughs> you got to learn. Figure your shit out now. <laughs> but the thing is, is like I remember when they first got there, and he was trying to give every one of them the attention. Oh he was trying God. to be people please the fuck out of them and it I'm gave sitting me outside. And I'd be drained. Yeah, I'd be like, headaches. dude, I got a headache. And I'd I can't be giggling out the door watching this happen. I'd be like, you guys see what he's doing in here? I'm waiting on the day when he actually stands up for himself. This is when I had the shift in momentum because I went from being like super nice and you know, I wanted to help out to I became stern. There's a part you of me. You became that, dad. Yeah, it came out like military dad on there. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it, but they molded me into something that I needed to become and it wasn't I mean I was going to learn it eventually with, if it was just wisdom in us but they fasted they, they, yeah, they you needed it faster expedi- than they that. expedited yeah, that they process yeah they expedited the process and I look at that it's because look at the things we're doing for those of you that are in our groups and you've seen the things we talk about or you, you, you talk with us personally you know what our mission is so like it was inevitable for me to have to go through that at that expedited process because my life was it, it completely flipped right right side up instantly it wasn't like a gradual you know i got five ten years to work on it it was like well that's how you it got was the introduced beginning of the to story. me yeah it was the the way we started our journey together our official journey together was dropping everything and leaving so like the, it, my it was whole, either he went with me and found god or we lost each other in that yeah. moment and that's what put me on the fast track to getting back into alignment with god and it took a long time i don't want to say a long time but it there was a lot of stressful times, and this is what I'm trying to get back to the point. The stress came from your own self. Yeah. The, so you guys realize when you get into those stressful times when you're walking with God, it's coming from your own lack of faith. And the reason I'm saying this, I'm, trying, I'm tying it back to the parents that are now going through this and have the kids that have to be deprogrammed and shown what, what you know, living is. You are going to also be going through your own tribulations as well. So when you're making decisions... You can't. You have to really be emotionally balanced because if you make decisions out of emotion and they're not from the right realm, you choose them out of fear and hell. Your child's gonna see that. They're gonna see the repercussions. They're gonna grow into that. So, like when you're making these decisions and you're trying to help your child, you have to also help yourself. But make decisions that you want them to make when they're older. So you, it's gonna be hard because you're gonna have to make a decision that you may not want to make, but you know it's right. It's it's. It makes sense. It's 
not the thing, it's not the thing you want, but it's the thing you need because God's giving it to you and you're gonna have to make that decision that might be hard. You might have to leave somebody, you might have to drop a job, you might have to leave a house, you might have to move, you might have to whatever it is. It's gonna, it's gonna be the decision you don't life, wanna make. And you're gonna have your kids and your and your excuse is the first thing is is well, I don't wanna, you know, traumatize my kids and I don't wanna you know, separate them from the but family like what, and take how, them out of school How traumatized friends. are your kids getting every single day exactly. in the system exactly. that and, you don't even see? And that's what I'm trying to get to is that you're going to have to make decisions that are super uncomfortable and you ha have to keep it in the back of your mind that this is going to teach them lesson. And it's teaching you at the same time. So as you're taking leaps and learning, they're there with you and they're relying on you. So you have a, a bigger obligation. It could, it, it actually adds a little bit more stress, but that stress is gonna mold you into learning. Like there is good stress. It's pressure. It's it's putting yourself it's in situations. It's not situa stress. It's it's uncomfortability. No, when you're taking leaps for the very first time, it's stressful. It does become stressful. You're gonna have well, doubts. It, you're gonna have worry. Yeah. We can't say, "Yep, you just gotta fully dive in head first and be have 100% faith." Because the moment they have the doubt, those people are gonna be like, "Fuck them all. I'm I'm messing up. I'm doing it wrong." And then they're gonna just self sabotage and guilt themselves and regret things and. I don't want to paint an illusion for you guys. Like I'm gonna be completely real. You're gonna have your doubts. You're gonna get worried. You're gonna have. You're gonna be stressed because Those you're are your re tests. you're reprogramming yourself, and now you're repro reprogramming your kids at the same time. So you're not making choices for you, for you. You're making choices for them so that they can emulate that when they're and older. It, and it can take years for you to get to the position of peace, but it's worth it. So it's gonna feel. You're gonna feel a lot of pressure. And I'm just being real with you. Like. It's gonna suck for a second, but you have to go through that stage of evolution, essentially. Expansion. Expansion. I'm, I'm evolution. You're changing your whole paradigm. It's a, it's ridiculous. It's, it's gonna change everything in your life. But that's what you need to be ready for: is that change and being the example when the when you have to make the tough calls. And it's gonna bring out a side of you that you've never experienced. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Like my my uncomfortable self that came out that's now my comfortable self was the stern version of me. And I got those trainings from sports and football, right? I had them in me, but I never had to use them with children in tough love because I always wanted to be the guy that everyone loved. I, I want to be the, the favorite to be person, your, right? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to be that favorite person, but I had to quickly grow into a That's not older, a reality. Yeah, I had to quickly grow up and realize that there is sternness and tough and there's tough love and you have to make hard choices that the, the kids are not going to like at first but you know it's in their best interest and it, it's something that you're going to have to learn to, to deal with and grow into eventually you're going to get uh muscle memory with it it's going to be a lot easier but it's going to be hard it's going to get it's going to be hard at first but it's going to be worth it because as the kids grow older years are going to fly by me doing this by the way like it's not going to be like the days are going slow. You're eventually going to find that that rhythm, and you're going to flow like nothing else, and it's going to become so super amplified. You're going to feel solid. But it's going to be, I forgot what I was going with that, but it's going to be interesting because you have them, they're going to be watching you do all this, and you're going to have to grow into this new person that you're, you may not expect it to be, but you are becoming because they need the tough love. They need to learn what it's like to have true love. Because if you just give them everything they want and whatever they want it and whenever they throw a tantrum, they're not learning anything. They're just learning that they can essentially bitch about anything and get whatever they want by just complaining. But if you give them sternness and you say no at certain times and you and you release that Without type being of, an asshole. You yeah, don't have to be not, an asshole to be stern. Like, it, I don't want to say intimidating too, but it, you're you're coming across a little intimidating. They need to have a little tiny fear. I don't want to use fear, but like when you're coming across, the, the kid at first might think that you're kind of coming across scary, because you're like, whoa, what? You're not the same person, or that's not my mom, that's not my dad. They're being mean. It's like you can think but I'm I, being mean, I don't ever... but it's being I'm being real with you because. No, no but there's a difference in that. Like, no, because the kids don't feel that. They don't at all. I've I've had conversations with Isaiah multiple times, and he's he knows that it's coming from a place of love. He doesn't at because all fear. Are, no, because we explain it super yeah. well. But somebody that is going through this that doesn't know how but to we articulate. But we also don't let our emotions out on no, them. So it's don't. not a fear thing. I have to correct that because it's not a fear thing. It's a respect thing. And it's them knowing that we have boundaries, that we don't tolerate things. And it's not... Well, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like there is the fear of. <laughs> I going do it all against, the time. <laughs> there is the fear of God, though. 
Well, well, yeah. The, but the, it's but the it's respect a, of the same. It's exactly, a it's fear. a respect fear. It's That's a, what I'm saying. Okay, it's, so it's, it's not a, fear like you're you're trying to scare yeah, shit out somebody. Yeah, I'm not terrified. It's I don't want to go through that. Yeah, I don't want to go against this because <laughs> yeah, because then I'm going against myself. Because and my I know they have their best interest, and I don't want to go against that. It's going to scare me if I go against the the word because they I know they're looking out for me. So. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to tie this all back into the beginning from the original post that I'm going to read what I said in the original post because I I articulated it very clearly and I just want to get this message out. So the question was, where do people see these God-given rights they keep talking about? And my answer was, God-given rights are that which no man, no matter his, his delusion, can take from us. When I walk in alignment with God, I do not get subject to the system in ways for it to prey upon me or make me its victim. Thus, my rights with God are being exercised. When I walk with God, I will align with everything that has my name written on it, including my land, my home, my vehicle, etc. All of these things were destined for me. Thus, no man nor entity can take them from me. I don't want nor need a privilege from a system, because that's what you have when you're a citizen. It's just privileges, not rights. They take your birthrights away at birth and leave you with rights, AKA privileges. So anyway, I don't want nor need a privilege from a system that was built to feed off of me. What quality of life would I have if I was so fixated on regaining a privilege, a false privilege, that I left God and my birthrights off the table and neglected my own well-being and own prosperity package that he left here for me. My rights are a gift of my faith and obedience to what's meant to be. My privileges are a badge that identifies me running the way wrong direction. The given rights of God are not so much seen as felt and shown through experience. Just because a system wants to steal my false self and claim it as, claim it as theirs doesn't mean I have to adhere to it or join it. Their delusion is just that, delusion. And they can play their insane little games with someone who doesn't know better and is not prepared to show them otherwise. They have no rights. They can... All they're taking at birth is the false self. That's yeah. it. They're claiming the false self. And then they perpetuate mm. the false self through every single uh, area of what we call reality, normal life, through the media, the TV, the movies, the music, the social media, all of it. Every bit of it just perpetuates and makes that false self more real. Yeah. And that's where people lose themselves. But anyway, if... I want to, you got anything else you want to add? So we'll end it here, but I want to leave you with, if you are completely ready to reclaim your real birthrights and not have to walk on pins and needles, eggshells, not be suffering anymore, then go to www.thealignmentchallenge.com. Thealignmentchallenge.com. Go there and get started. Why wait another second? when you can reclaim it today. And my message, I don't know why we channeled for the children today. We had not ever even spoke about this situation as, oh, we want to go do a podcast and exploit and capitalize the propaganda and agenda and everything that's going on. That wasn't something for us. But, you know, God felt that someone was listening today that needed to hear this message who is suffering in that way, who has children that they are in the system and they're they know they need to get them out, but they haven't taken the leap yet. This is what he's showing me right now. Whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but you need to take this step. He's telling me, walk in that school right now. Don't wait another second. Take the leap. Walk with me. That's his message for you. Go save your children. I would do it. And that's all I have to say today. Well, with that being said, I'm going to click this thing and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.